Good morning. Good to see you all. Merry Christmas. Hope you had a good one. Everyone made it through. Well done. Christmas may be over, but what do you say to a snowman who is throwing a tantrum? Look, he's having a meltdown. Hear about the uh, man who stole an advent calendar? Got 25 days. Uh, come on, I'm expecting more from you guys. Anyway, good to see you all. As uh, Nathaniel said, my name's Richard, if you don't know me, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here. And um, as he's already mentioned, one of the things that uh, we do here at Gateway at this, the last service of the year, is to take some time to reflect back on all that God has done amongst us in the last year or the last season of life as a way of remembering his goodness to us and building our faith. This is what we do. And the idea is that as we do think back and reflect on and take some time to consider all the ways that God has been good to us, it should build our faith that this same God who has strengthened and sustained us so far will continue to strengthen and sustain us into the future. That's a great thing to be praying for 2024. Lord, would you sustain me and bless me and grow me in all the ways that you have done in 2023? And so this morning I'll talk for a little while and then... uh, Um, Hopefully that'll help us to just remember some of God's goodness to us. And then Nathaniel, as already said, will uh, help us to take some time to hear from others who will also testify to God's goodness to them over the last year. There's a story in the Old Testament, I'm sure many of you know this, that I love. It's a really good example of how God invites us to reflect on and to remember His goodness to us. You can read about this yourself in 1 Samuel 7. It's a great story. Israel, God's people, are about to be attacked once again by the mighty Philistine army, outnumbered, outgunned, and uh, the Israelites are terrified, and the Philistines draw near to attack. And it says that God thunders loudly against the Philistines, and this throws the Philistine army into complete panic, and they run for their lives, And Israel are saved by this miraculous intervention of God who saves and delivers his people. This is just one of many times that God has saved Israel from certain death. And in response to this event, Samuel, who's the high priest at that time, sets up a pile of stones. He builds a monument. And he says to the people, this stone monument, I'm calling it Ebenezer. Ebenezer is, if you don't know, a Hebrew word that means stone of help. And he says to the people, look to the stone stone monument, this rock, and remember that so far the Lord has helped us. Look to the rock and remember that the rock that is our God has helped us. And if he's helped us so far, then we can know that the same rock, the same unchanging God will help us into the future as well. Remember God. Remember what he has done. Don't forget. Look to our rock and remember him. That's my charge to you today. That's my charge to us this year. And then look forward and know that the same God will do us good in the future as well. Take heart. Have faith, whatever you're going through. Remember God. Remember what he's like. Remember his ways. Remember how he saves his people. We um, nowadays don't, don't build so many monuments, and uh, it wouldn't be practical for us to build a pile of stones in every place that God has delivered us and done us good. So 
One of the very practical and easy ways we do this, one of the ways that we build an Ebenezer of our own is to testify. That's what we're doing this morning. We tell stories of how God has done us good over the years. That's the purpose of having a testimony Sunday like this one. Every story of God's goodness in our lives is like one of those stones. God healed me in February, stone. God saved my marriage in April, stone. God rescued me from my enemies. God led me through a dark valley in August, stone. God grew my faith through a hard time in October, stone. And as we do this together, we build up and raise up an Ebenezer. We build a monument together that we can look at and remember, just like Samuel and the people of God, the people of Israel, thus far, the Lord has been good to us, and therefore he will be good to us in the future. Before I hand over to Nat, uh, let me tell you a story. Many of you will know this story, uh, but this always seems like an apt time for me to remind us and maybe show you a few photos as well of how we got here as a church today. If you're new to us, we've actually only really been going in this iteration for a year. We started uh, actually one week less than a year ago today. That was our first service. We've always uh, kind of gathered in different iterations, but COVID lockdowns and building projects and so on uh, stopped us from actually gathering uh, in, in the kind of the iteration that we find ourselves in now. So we, we've been going like this for a year now, and God has been incredibly kind to us. Um, and so for some of you, this may be the first time you've heard the story. Uh, for some of you, you've been along for the story, but hopefully it'll help you to see the goodness of God in leading us and establishing us, in establishing his people, in helping his people to inherit the land as he promises us, and to lay down roots, and for the gospel to be established in every place where his people go. So if you don't know the story, here we are. We are uh, we're, I'll take you back to 2013, 10 years ago. Gateway was a church of just over 200 people. And we all met at our old building at Older Road. We didn't own this building. We didn't have this building. And uh, it, it wasn't in the new, nice new building. It was in the old building. And we felt a prompting of God to have a go at just gathering a small group of people uh, from within that congregation and meeting together as a midweek life group. When you sign up for life group, you never know what could happen. But here's the story of what happened to this life group. Just to see if there's any life in uh, starting up uh, a, maybe a second congregation of Gateway Church. We just gathered a, a group of guys, and we met together to see what God would do. And so we did this for a while, and after a few months, we decided we'd, we'd take the small group, 25 or so people, and we'd start a Sunday meeting at, wait for it, a fish and chip shop. That's what we did, a fish and chip shop on Pool Quay. Uh, we decided to start a church in a fish and chip shop. That's right, I did just say that. <laughs> Here's, um, here's a photo of our opening morning. There's a guy called Aaron who used to be one of the elders here. There's our own Emma Hobby uh, advertising uh, what was our running order for that day. And then the fish and chip shop was just behind there. And so that's how we started, a small group of us meeting upstairs in a fish and chip restaurant. One of us would preach. We'd have a couple of guys on guitars. Nathaniel was generally one of those guys. And we'd all cram into this tiny fish and chip restaurant. The chip shop owner would give us the keys and tell us to just make sure we locked up after ourselves. Can I just see hands up if you were part of that group at Harley's? Good. So there's a small group of guys here who were part of that. And we had some unbelievable times there. Harley's is literally, as you can see, right on the quay itself, where all the pedestrians and the tourists walk past. So I remember us one Sunday morning in the summer belting out Amazing Grace and uh, looking out of the window and seeing people all the way down the quay, worshipping God with us, singing it with us. It was incredible. 
And uh, it was just a, a, an incredible time. It was pretty gross at times as well, I've got to be honest with you. It was a chip shop after all. So um, at least some of the kids in the congregation uh, were found munching moldy old chips under a table at some point in the morning. But hey, this is, uh, this is what you do. Of such things as the kingdom, does the kingdom made. So that was how we started out nearly 10 years ago, fish and shippers. And by the grace of God, we very soon outgrew that venue and we needed to find some more space. And so I remember going door knocking all the way down Pool Key at pubs and restaurants saying, hey, we're a church, can we meet here? And on some occasions getting literally booted straight back out. And, um, and so, but we needed to find a bigger venue because God was with us and God was doing something amongst us. This is an Ebenezer Stone moment for us. And eventually we managed to find a new venue and we took a massive step up in cuisine as well because we went from a fish and chip shop to a steakhouse. Steakhouse called Rancho's. And uh, we found a real man of peace there who, uh, who, again, just gave us the keys to this fairly plush steakhouse and told us to help ourselves. And so we started meeting at this much bigger restaurant for a season. And it's at Rancho's that things really ramped up for us, actually. Here's a couple of photos of us there. Take note. That is us. That's our meeting space. The kids were in that space with us. That's a bar. They were beer taps right behind us. And so I do remember kind of preaching with my hand on the bar and thinking, oh, there's a Heineken right there. It it was that kind of vibe. There's another one. There's a a guy called Samuel Alonso who leads a Baptist church in Cherbourg. Our youth are actually going to that church in uh, in the spring. Uh, Samuel came and preached there. And um, yeah, it was a very salty venue. And uh, we uh, encountered some really interesting characters there. Uh, But God was with us, and we grew even in this unlikely environment. And typically of church plant situations, it was really hard work. It was literally all hands to the pump. It was up really early to go to a lockup where we'd stored our kids' materials and we'd bring the kids' stuff in and um, lay out all these tables. And uh, the PA kit was stored in Nathaniel and Emma's garage as well as all of our musical instruments and microphones. So it was a really early morning for these guys, packing the car and then setting it all up and setting it all down and repacking the car and taking it back to Nathaniel's house afterwards um, after the service. Um, I remember one Sunday morning, as Nat was driving out of the car park, uh, I leant into the driver's side window and we were chatting about the morning for a good five minutes or so. And uh, in the back of his car, I just remember thinking, there's just a mass of keyboards and mic stands and amps in the back of his car. And I said to him, hey, Matt, uh, hey, Nat, where, where's Emma? And I just heard this disembodied voice from under door going, I'm here! <laughs> and that was Emma Hobby, like just, and that, that, that was Emma's experience of kind of set up and set down for a good long season at Rancho's. Um, Those were the days. Um, But we were on the move, and God was growing us, and he was providing for us in remarkable ways. I mean, a chip shop and a steakhouse. It was unlikely that those places would let a church meet there. I, I doubt it would happen the same way today in just 10 short years, but it was a big stone in the monument that God was building amongst us, his goodness to us. And so again, before long... We needed to find a bigger space. So again, we rolled on down the key front, uh, this time to the Thistle Hotel. We were really getting posh now. Uh, We had a big room and uh, carpets and people who would uh, put the chairs out for us. And for the first time, our kids had their own space. Previously, they'd been in with the adults, as I said, and it was just glorious chaos up to this point. Uh, Mark Absalom, is Mark here today? 
those in kids. Mark was, um, Mark was in charge of uh, the morning offering. I remember him walking around with one of those family circle biscuit tins, literally jiggling in front of people. That, that was the kind of church we were. That, that, that was the kind of peremptory authority we brought to the area. And uh, we've come a long way since then. Who, who was with us at the Thistle? Anyone? Yeah, good, good group of us. Thistle was amazing, actually. Here's another couple of photos. Um, here we go. That's the room we were in in the thistle. I think there might be some others as well. There we are outside the thistle one Sunday morning. Some familiar faces there and another one. There we go. There's Vix, Nathaniel and Hannah uh, leading worship. It was a really fun time. And um, this place was really eventful too. We were right in the busiest part of the tourist zone. So that photo there behind Vix is a window and um, I remember preaching one Sunday, and this guy just leaned in, and he was smoking a cigarette, and he was just listening to the gospel. And I was like, hey, this is amazing. This is why I got into this gig. This is great. And it was great. It was salty, and, you know, tourists were asking questions afterwards. It was just brilliant. And um, that was just fun. And, uh, and, and again, that was just another stone in the monument that God was building amongst us, and God continued to grow us there. We saw some amazing things. We saw people saved, and we saw people baptized, and we saw people healed. And so before long, we were on the move again. And uh, this is where we had a significant gear change. We ended up making a deal with the URC church on uh, Pool Key on Skinner Street, which is one row behind the key front. This is one of the oldest and largest church buildings in town. Skinner Street was actually founded in uh, 1777, at the same time as the American Revolution. And it's actually the last remaining 18th century church in Poole, I understand, as well. John Wesley, some of you will know, the father of the Methodist movement, was involved in founding this church. Now, contrast that with us. We were just a bunch of terrified young have standing around in our jeans and T-shirts. We didn't really know what we were doing. We were just trying to serve God, trying to faithfully preach the gospel, singing some songs, and we would stand in this incredible, deeply historic building where people had been faithfully preaching the gospel, quite literally since Beethoven was in short pants. And... Um, we just rolled up from a chip shop and a steakhouse. It felt a bit ridiculous for us to be standing in this uh, incredible place trying to establish a gospel community. But this is how God works. And we shouldn't be surprised as he works through our lives like this. He doesn't work through our excellence. He works through ordinary people like us out of his excellence. And that's exactly what he did. Here's a few photos of our time at Skinner Street. So you can see there's the building. It's one of the very few buildings left in uh, churches in the UK that still has one of those kind of uh, balconies up top. It was an incredible place. Um, and there was a door in, uh, kind of up in the back where everyone who'd preached there over the 300 years had etched their name into the door. It's remarkable. And then you've got like Rich Stamp, Nathaniel Hobby. It's just, just crazy. You can see Vix and our own John Clark leading worship there. What else have we got? There we go. There's a baby Thanksgiving day. There's a very young um, Evie Painter. I think we're giving thanks for Kaylee Painter that day as well. What else? Got anything else? There's our own Matthew Hosier <laughs> preaching from the big lectern as well. Amazing. Ah, this is a fun one. This is our album cover. So um, <laughs> this is uh, myself and Nathaniel and Erin, who was one of the elders here. And the, where we are there is down in the basement because at least once a month, the building would just shut down because it would get flooded and the electrics would go and the gas wouldn't come on and it would be freezing cold. And we'd be down there kind of cranking pipes. And again, it, it was all a little bit ridiculous, but God was doing something amongst us. And so we spent a year or so there 
And again, we saw people added to us and people baptized. God continued to grow us and bless us. Another stone in the journey, the remembrance journey of our time uh, journeying uh, with God along Pool Key. And um, again, we're building the Ebenezer. At the time, we didn't actually know that. But looking back, we can see it a bit more clearly now. God was with us. And then in 2015, this building came up on the market just out of nowhere. This used to be Ashley Road Methodist Church. And the... uh, The congregation here had just frankly got very old and had shrunk and it was time for them to downsize their own property portfolio. And rather than letting the property developers buy it, which is what was happening, we said, no, no, we we think it's important to maintain a gospel heritage in this building and to maintain this building. And uh, we decided that we would try and buy it. And we had a ridiculous four weeks again, a very remarkable four weeks over the summer The church had gone away. The leaders had gone away. We had gone away. But we felt a conviction that we should go for it anyway. And so we prayed and we felt the impetus of God to just press into this. And in those four weeks, God provided a remarkable and literally unprecedented amount of finance. And within, against all the odds, within four weeks, we'd pretty much raised the money to be able to buy this building which was remarkable. Here's um, some photos of those very early days. There's Nathaniel again leading worship. I think that's the day we actually completed on this property. You can see it looks quite different. And so there's a, a, we're having a, a prayer meeting. We're giving thanks to God for the, for the building. Um, the, you can just see behind him, used to be over here, there's a communion rail. So the Methodists would come up here, there'd be a communion rail, the communion little shot glasses would be in there. You'd kneel down, you'd take communion. It was very, very different. You can see there's a carpet in there. Um, towards the back of the room, there was like this weird sauna box. There you go, you can see it. Um, there's Matt closing the doors. But it literally was like a sauna box as you walked into the building. I have no idea why it was there. There you can see us kind of dismantling it a little bit. And um, is there any more? You can see we had one toilet at the back. What else we got? Oh, that's right above where I am now. So this was interesting. So there used to be a big organ behind there. We took the organ out, big kind of canopy for some reason, huge stage. The PA desk, as it is now, used to be a kind of a, a preaching lectern, which stood about yay high over here as well. So we decided we'd take some time to just renovate the building and make it fit for purpose. And, um, and then in Easter 2016, we started to meet here in this building. And ever since then, through the years of COVID and lockdowns and a major building project and not being able to meet at all during some seasons, God has continued to bless us and favor us and protect us and grow us. And what started out nine years ago as 25 wide-eyed have-a-goes with kids eating moldy chips off a floor is now a beautiful expression, Sunday by Sunday, of God's wisdom and favor to us as we comprise a congregation here of about 200 people, including kids. And it's his kindness to us And it's his ongoing faithfulness to his own glory that we have seen people saved here and set free and baptized and healed and added to us. And so today seems to me like a good time to remember this story and remember these things, small things, big things, stones of God's faithfulness to us that mount up and form a monument over the years, an Ebenezer, a stone of help that we can look to and remember that our God is good and our God is able and our God is faithful to his promises and look what he's doing amongst us. And like Samuel and the Israelites, we too can say, thus far, the Lord has been good to us. 
and therefore, Gateway, as we consider 2024, as we consider the future, as we consider the next season of life here together, we can know that our God, the rock of ages, the ultimate stone of help, will do us good into the future as well. Let faith arise. Let hope rise up in you. Let trust in God be strengthened in you. He is doing something good amongst his people. He always is. He always will do. Why don't we pray together? Lord, I do thank you that um, one of the ways that you are described in Scripture is a rock. You are the rock of ages. There is no other rock, you say. There is nowhere better to go. There is no firmer place to cling on to or to hold on to or to build your life on. And we have seen just that in, in small measure here amongst us in 10 years and just in this last 12 months that you are a solid foundation. And when you promise to build your church, you're not joking. You're not messing around. You're doing it. And we see evidence of that amongst us. Even this morning, people gathered from the four corners of the earth all different sorts of people. You are filling up your house. You are building your body with all types of people in every generation. And thus far have you done us good. And so, Lord, whatever 2024 brings, whatever shaking in our lives, whatever shaking in the nations, we trust that thus far you've done us good. Therefore, you'll do us good into the future. And so we look to you again today. Lord, we look to you and we ask again for your provision and your favor and your blessing on us. Whatever that looks like and however it comes to us, Lord, would you continue to build us? Would you continue to grow us? Would you cause worship to rise up in us? And would you cause a depth of devotion to build into us? King Jesus, we love you. We honor you this morning. We thank you for all that you are. We're excited to continue walking alongside you. We're grateful that you have chosen to presence yourself amongst us. Be glorified. Amen.